Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, this is Christopher Price, the Boston Globe, the host of the Patriots Report here on the Believe Podcast Network. Just want to let you all know two pieces of information before we get to the latest edition of the show. One, the audio for this one is just a little bit off. Now, don't adjust your setting or volume or anything like that. It was just a small audio glitch we've since figured out. Shouldn't be a problem for the show moving forward. We were thinking about scrapping this one and re-recording, but there was so much good stuff We decided to just let it stand as is. I think you guys will still enjoy it. Second, this marks the start of the off season, but I wanted to make sure you all knew that we were still going to continue to churn out quality shows all off season long. We're going to be doing a lot of free agency stuff, a lot of off season stuff, pre-draft shows. You're going to want to keep it here all off season long for the best Patriots talk out there. Make sure you download, listen, and subscribe to get everything Patriots. That's the Patriots Report right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. Now, on with the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Patriots Report. My name is Christopher Price of the Boston Globe. I am very pleased to start the off-season with my good buddy Miguel, a.k.a. Pat's Cap. You know him on Twitter. He is an absolute must-follow if you want to figure out the financial flexibility of New England's favorite football team. Miguel, thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. I really appreciate it, my friend. Love it. Love joining you. Like, like um, before this, before we started, I mean, I got so much respect for you guys, for you. So I just, I just consider you a good friend. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, let's get right into it. Let's start with the big picture and we can kind of drill down from there. Okay. Getting into this offseason, how would you describe the state of New England's financial flexibility? Tight, but with the capability of creating cap space. Okay. And I'll just say this, the Patriots going to have to create cap space as every team needs to create cap space to, to operate throughout the year. I, I think they're tight, but they have the ability, we'll be going over the ways they can create cap space. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, it's going to be not be like last year. Definitely, they're not going to have the. They're going to be near the bottom of, of the league in terms of cap space, not near the top. But they will quickly, with a couple of moves, can move themselves from near the bottom to the middle of the pack. Okay, so we're starting though from a point of as we sit here in mid-January, it's considerably tighter than it was at this point, maybe last year. Yeah, so like last year around this time, I was telling, um, without knowing, I don't know if we knew it at the time that the cap was going to drop as much. But I, I um, but I knew that the cap, the Patriots are going to have a lot more cap space than every other would be one of the league leaders. That was going to give them an advantage, mm-hmm. All right? Okay. At this time, because they carried over nineteen million dollars from to twenty twenty to twenty twenty one. This year, they they carried over just over a hundred thousand dollars into this year. All right. So okay. that's that. That's a nineteen million dollar difference. That's one reason. All right. Everybody. But that, that carryover thing, that's also affected every team. Last year, the average carryover was about nine, close to $10 million. This year, it's about $5 million, $5 million less. 
Well, yeah. Joe Foley, a, a follower on Twitter, asked you a yes. question yesterday, and that's literally one of the first questions I wanted to ask you. So, <laughs> good job, Joe. Joe. I, I good job, Joe. I like where your head's at. He asked if there's a way to create cap space. Now, I don't want you to run down all 53 players, but oh, before we, we came on the air here, you gave me four names of guys okay. who might be candidates to have their deals redone that could end up creating a serious amount of space for this team yeah. in the next couple of months. Okay, and first of all, Chris, just want to point out for everyone, you can't create cap space for all 53 players, okay? Because mm-hmm. you can't touch the deals of the rookie of rookie of players on the rookie deal. So, for example, Mac Very, Jones can't yeah. can't touch his deal. The players drafted in two, so the players drafted in 2020 and 2000, uh, 20 and 21, you can't touch their deals at all. All right? Okay. So you really can't so we're not going to go over all 53 cuz there's no point of, of doing so. The four guys would let's call them the Fantastic Four, and I'm <laughs> okay because I'm confident that these four guys didn't get touched. Those deals are going to touch. Touch. We can convert most of Matthew Judon's deal salary into a signing bonus, all right, and then prorate that signing bonus over the three remaining years of his deal, all right, and that would create six point six four million dollars in cap space. Yes, and the, and the the flip side, the downside of that is you increase his cap number in the in 2023 and 2024. But because the Patriots got such a bargain on his deal, his cap numbers on these are still not near the top of the market. For example, TJ Watts getting his his numbers for the for those years close to thirty million dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. Where there's a ten million dollar difference between what Matthew Jones after the restruct after we do this in the top of the market that's ten million dollar difference, all right. The second guy I think they're gonna do. I'd also bet money on Hunter Henry's deal being restructured. I, I think they're gonna extend him one more year. He's de- definitely de- developed a rapport with Mac Jones. Right, mm-hmm. Mac Jones is on a rookie deal. You Miles will keep his what I consider one of his favorite targets signed through the 2024 season. If we do that, extend one more year, decrease his cap number by $5 million, all right? Jake Bailey, because he earned the pro, was selected to the Pro Bowl in 2020, he earned what we call the proven performance escalator, which will increase his 2022 salary from $965,000 to $3.986 million. I don't think the Patriots are going to want to have him on the cap with over over $4 million. All right. Cause you get that signing formation for a rookie deal in there. All right. Mm-hmm. I think they go out to reach him and try to re- go out to reach him and try to reach a deal with him, extend him and maybe another three years. I don't think you, I don't think you, you're not going to pay him near the top of the market. So you could probably t- near maybe put him in top 10, top 12, top 15. So t- t- somewhere in that range. I just came up with $2.7 million. All right. That gives me, let's just say 2 million. You could, and folks, you could disagree with the amounts of like that, but I'm just going to an example. That created, an, that creates, if we reach an extension with him, you got $2.42 million of cap. All right. And then I happen to think, I, people killing him, some people kill him, but I think Davon Garshaw, is is worth extending one more year. So that would be $2.7 million in cap space, all right? And then we could go over some other guys, Chris, and I I, be, um, 
I'd well, actually... let's start with those guys. Let's let's start okay. with that 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 fantastic four there, as you mentioned: Matthew <laughs> Judon, Hunter Henry, a... Jay Faley, and, yeah. and Devin Godshaw. Those okay. four. Uh, you said specific to Judon. I, I'm interested to hear and help me understand this and help yeah. me, help the listeners understand this. When you talk about moving money from just just kind of a standard contract to a signing bonus, why yes. wouldn't a player help me understand why a player would decide not to do that? Because it seems like a signing bonus would be this lump sum that you would be, and it's not guaranteed money, and I understand that, but it would be. I don't want to say untouchable, but it would be maybe a better way if you're a player to get an instant infusion of cash. The only reason, Chris, a player would refuse to do so is if he does, because if you get the salary this year, all right, and in 2023, you do something stupid, like getting, for the makes you get suspended, all right, you, they, that salary you got paid, they can't go, they can't touch it because you already got paid that. So right? it's like an Antonio Brown type of situation. Exactly. Because exactly. And if, okay. <laughs> okay, exactly. So in two, so let's pretend go math. If Matthew Judon says, you know, so what he would do should do. And this is what a good agent would do says, well, I'm doing you the team a favor. All right. I'm doing you team a favor. So when I convert this money from salary into signing bonus, if I happen to screw up in the future, you can't go after it. That's mm-hmm. the only, and if the team refuses to do so, then I wouldn't do it. Because the player should not put himself in a position where he'd be worse off. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if, it would be a difficult situation. I understand that. Yeah. Right, right, right. He should, but that's that's the only reason he should not do it. And I'll say this, Chris. With Tom, one time Tom Brady did this, right? Converted salary into signing bonus. He actually didn't get an upfront signing bonus. He just had the signing bonus paid out with his weekly paycheck. All right. Okay. And I'm and I won't know this for I might never find out this if this happens with these deals. But if I was Bob Kraft, I would because salary cap is just an accounting mechanism. I would off I would say let's do this, help out the team, and I'll pay out the signing bonus with your weekly paycheck. Because that, why would the pages want to do that? Because that helps their cash flow. Is, is, there, is there any other situation where a player would be in danger of losing that signing bonus other than some sort of off-field suspension? No. Once you, okay. once you get the guarantee, and like, for example, you can't, in 2023, the money he already earned that's pro in 2022, that can't be touched. You can only hit the money going forward. Okay, so if those four, if those yeah. four decide to redo their deals under you know under this construct that, that you describe yeah. here what yeah. kind of savings are the patriots looking at when it comes to cap space 16.761 million dollars oh and so and so all of a sudden you have a, a, a certainly a, a little bit more financial flexibility if you can yes. get let's say three or, or you know even all four of those done and uh, granted look let's understand this too that these are not the only four but these are no, the they're four not the only you four. initially identified yeah as yeah, yeah. as I, four I, guys I, who these are feasible situations in other words yeah i, I mean chris in preparing for this thing i said what could how much number how much cap space could the patriots cap if they did they cut players and, and pushed out money all right. And we're not going to go all, all over them because it's just like 10 guys. All right. Mm-hmm. I got up to forty seven point eight million dollars. 
Okay. <laughs> but I'm yeah. cutting so some it's guys. Possible. It's possible but, if but, you're but willing it, to cut. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. You just got to make a tough choice. I mean, I'm making some yeah. tough choices. And to get that number, I had to cut. I'm cutting Mason. I'm cutting Van Noyd. I'm cutting Jonathan Jones. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, and, but I mean, but those are cut choices. So those are choices that, that Bill is going to have to make. I mean, for example, yeah. you can, and, and we had talked about now, and one of the players we had also talked about before, and I didn't have him a Fantastic Four because I didn't want to use the word fantastic with him. <laughs> okay. It was Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Because he could, you, you could extend him one year, one more year, and put in three point, and that would create three point nine four million dollars. You could. Well, I'm glad him. that you bring up Aguilar here. Hold okay. on. I'm, I'm glad that you bring up Aguilar here because I want to get into his case specifically. Okay. One okay. of the things that after the game on Saturday, your Twitter timeline was on fire. I, I, I saw a bunch of people asking about this, and I wanted to yeah, ask yeah, you yeah. specifically the financial impact of cutting Nelson Aguilar and or Nikhil Harry. First of all, I want to ask, are either of those feasible? And second, what sort of cap it or savings would come from one or both of those moves? Okay, so for Nikhil Harry, it's definitely feasible. The the problem is is because he has guaranteed salary, Chris, in 2022, Mm And you and if you cut him, a player with us with us is going to replace him on a Tom Fifty One list. So there's net savings, it's not gross savings. So these numbers here that I'm talking about for Nikhil Harry and Nelson Aguilar will be net savings. All right, the net savings for cutting Nikhil Harry is just going to be three hundred seventy-three thousand one hundred eleven dollars. All right, and which that's is, which people, is pocket change basically for an NFL team. It is yeah. definitely pocket change. But it is what it is because rookies get paid so little. <laughs> so it's you know saying it, it, the reason it's so low is because he's a rookie. Uh, even though he's a rookie, he's on his last you know fourth year. He's not getting paid that much money in terms of salary. He's got like half of his cap number, close to half his cap number is his signing bonus proration, and that no matter what is going to be on his cap on the Patriots cap. All right. Mm-hmm. So for Nikhil Harry, it's definitely feasible. I mean, you could get more cap savings if you were able to trade him. All right. I doubt that he's going to have a lot of value. And, it, and if it were to be traded, I don't I don't think it's going to be for a 2022 pick. It'd be a, probably mm-hmm. for like a future conditional pick where you're just, you know, you hope he he goes to a new system and then meets the conditions. All right. All right. So well, that goes okay. with, so, so- yeah, so let's 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 do a let's take a similar look right now at Nelson Aguilar. Okay, and, Nelson Aguilar. Figure out his future. Okay, he's he's in a last this year is going to be the last year of his deal. All right, he's got a nine million dollar salary. He already no matter what he's got five million dollars in signing bonus proration. That's not going away. All right, that's a sunk cost. All right, and then he can earn. Up to a thousand, excuse me, a thousand dollars, a million dollars in roster bonuses, right? But he wasn't active for every game last year, so he, his cap number is only gonna is less than that because those are, is depends on likely to be earned incentives, all right? So, mm-hmm. but out of that nine million dollars, Chris, all right, five million dollars is fully guaranteed, okay? So if you cut him, Oh, I should go back. So those those three things total up to fourteen point nine million dollars. All right, I'm just going to round up with Aguilar specifically. Specifically, all right. Okay. So that's nine million dollars salary, five million dollars proration, and then the nine hundred thousand dollars in active roster bonuses. All right. 
Those add up to $14.9 million. He has $5 million fully guaranteed. You cut him, that guarantee stays on the cap, that $5 million. So his dead money would be $10 million. So you, you only save in about $4.2 million, right? Because a player so, so, would- So give me, give me your take here. If you're the Patriots, what do you end up doing with it? At this point, what's maybe the most feasible way forward with Nelson Aguilar? Extend, do you cut extend, him and just eat that money or you extend I extend him one more year. I extend him one more year, create about $3.94 million in cap space. It's, hold on a minute, let me switch over to my workbook because I got a Chris Price workbook. Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I got to, um, that's what I would do, Chris. I could, you can make the case for cutting them because the, the, the difference between the, the, the cap number, the cap savings is around the same amount of money, all right? $3.94 million and extended them, about $4.2 million and cutting them. That's around the same amount of money. Personally, I would extend them, but, but the, I could see, you can make the case for cutting them. Can you save money if you're the Patriots, if you decide to extend him and then make him a, I don't know, like a Labor Day cut? Um, <laughs> that's a good idea. Hold on a minute. So if I cut his salary down, yeah, you would save but then, money that but, way. but then you, you, you would save, you would, you would save, you would save money that, that way. Yeah, you would save money. That's way. That's clever. Oh, geez. All right, that's clever. I, I I didn't think about that, Chris. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we're, go. we're starting to save money already. So so look, <laughs> and, and I understand. Look, people are gonna and honestly, I can just see it happening. Someone will end up reporting the fact that Nelson Aguilar got extended by the Patriots, and people are gonna lose their minds. So yes. maybe if this happens, that wow. serves as a precursor to letting him go before the start of the season. And then you save a little bit of money. You don't save a yeah, lot yeah. of money because yeah, right yeah. now it doesn't look like a great contract, but as no. it stands right now, if you ended up extending him and then cutting him, that is certainly a move that can save a few dollars. Yeah. Cause because you have, would have your net savings would end up being probably going to guarantee the salary because he's got to probably get picked up. So you would get the offset next year for his guaranteed mm -hmm. salary. Yeah. It, that could work out. That could definitely work out. It's look, it'd it's be you, you know, you, it, you, it, it'd be something clever, it'd be unusual for them to do that. It's be, but it's out of the box thinking, and they might need that this year. It is <laughs> because it's a difficult situation, yeah. it's a unique yeah. situation for them at this point. Yeah, yeah. But you look at the rest of the wide receiver group and you feel good about what you have if you can add a number one. And I'm not saying a Randy Moss take the top off the defense kind of a wide receiver. I mean, look, Julian Edelman was a number one wide receiver. You, mm -hmm. know? I mean, you, 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 have, you have to find a guy to complement Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, and, you know, the, the, the two tight ends, Smith, Henry. Then you, you add that group with the group of guys you have in the running backs room, and at least theoretically you bring back James White. That's not a bad offense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. I mean, I think they do. They're gonna go out and get a wide receiver. I just don't know where. Yeah. 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 And, so, and, and you know what's gonna happen, and, and, dude? To give us 
to give all of us a, you know, a few months worth of content. They're going to draft a wide receiver in the first round, and we're going to have that whole discussion again about Bill's ability to draft wide receivers, and this is going to be a litmus test on him as a GM, and I, I get that. I understand all that. I'm going to be oh, fascinated gosh. to see if they end up to, exactly. I think that I feel the same way, but it, look, <laughs> it's going to be fascinating to see if they do end up deciding, look, we're going to identify a guy in free agency, or if we're just going to go and use one of our top two, three, four picks, whatever the case may be, yeah. on a wide receiver. But it's clear, again, your timeline was on fire. Everyone was talking about it after the game. You love the performance of Jacoby Myers over the course of the season. You mm-hmm. like the performance of Kendrick Bourne. But then oh. it starts to get a little dicey at the wide receiver position. You know, after, yes. after that. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the Patriots, the, no matter what, they got to need, in the passing league, you need depth at the wide receiver yeah. position. Yeah. It's a yeah. God, and again, God you're going to get more help because yeah. you're going to get Hunter Henry back. Theoretically, John U. Smith is going to you know provide something for you or should be able to provide something for you. And you're mm-hmm. going to get James White back. And so you start to see the look of, of what the offense might you know resemble in, in, in 2022 and beyond. I want to flip it over now to the other side okay. of the ball. And one of the big questions is, and we've, you and I have discussed this uh, you know, before we started here, the J.C. Jackson question and how much it's going to cost to sign him. And we talked about that 16 million, I think, in terms of savings when you, you, know, you mentioned the Fantastic Four there. Is all of that going to get eaten up in trying to re-sign J.C. Jackson? Pretty much so, because his tag number is going to be $17.287 million. It would beho- and I, he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid near the top of the market. I re- and he should. And he should. He should he's he should for two 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 main reasons. The the law supply one law and supply is demand for his case. In if he was to become a free agent, he's easily the, the best free agent cornerback. All right, and every team a, a good number of teams would like to have him on, on their roster. Last year, when he was a restricted free agent, he could talk to teams legally. He knows what, you know, so they whispered sweet things into him, his ear, and said sweet nothings and said to him, you become a free agent in 2022. This is what we're going to pay. You play, And they know, they know, he knows how much he's going to pay. I know, I'm confident. I am confident. He was told last year, if you have a great year this year, in 2021, this is what we're willing to pay you. He knows what his market is, and, and it's going to be near $20 million. And I say, I say the, I'm projecting, I'm going to still go on the record, that they're going to tag him. And one reason they're going to tag him is that that $17.287 million tag, million tag number is a discount to what he could get in the open market, which is $20 million. Now, we could also discuss the Patriots and their history of the franchise tag here. We know that they have tagged guys. Yes. They have continued to talk with them. And this would certainly seem to be one of those situations that you can point to and say, all right, look, if we can't get a deal done with J.C. Jackson in that window, let's hit him with a franchise tag and then let's keep talking. Is that a scenario that you can see playing out here over the course of of the next two months? I think I remember you writing a story one time. I think you, you were talking about Finn Wolfolk. I think he signed his tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was tagged and then he got extended like right after the tag. All right. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we'll look. I think for the for the sake of the Patriots and having be able flexibility in free agency, 
The tag deadline is March 8th. The league year begins March 16th. I think he gets tagged and gets, hopefully, knock on wood, because my life would be so much easier if he gets extended <laughs> in those eight days. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, because little, little, I cannot, I won't be able to take, oh my gosh, Bill, Bill Belichick is a bad GM because there's very little cap space. After years and years and years of hearing the cap is whatever, whatever. It was like, I, I won't be able to take it. And after the Saints cleared out $100 million, $110 million in cap space next year. If Folks, if you saw the Saints do what they did next year, last year, and you're worried about the Patriots being tight this year, I got not, I, there's nothing I could say to convince you. Because actions, my, my words don't mean as much as actions. How much is it going to cost? It's, 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 is there a construct out there? Or is there a framework that you can? Here's the deal. Here, here's what J.C. Jackson should be shooting. He should be okay. If he wants to get, I want, I don't know if Jesse Jackson, but if he wants to get paid, if it's important to him to get paid as the number one wide receiver in the league, then he goes, he's going for $20 million. If he the, wants the to, stay- but, but is, is there a guy that if, if I'm JC Jackson's agent and I walk into a meeting with Bill and I say, look, Bill, give me this deal, give me the deal that this guy got because I think JC is as good as. You know this other player. Is it is it Diggs? Is it who, um, who's the guy out there? Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey is at the top of the market. But I I I if I was him and I'd be if I I could see him if he wants to remain a Patriot, giving the Patriots a, a discount from the twenty million dollars, but getting more guaranteed money than Jalen Ramsey got, and that and folks, it's more important that the while people focus on I got 20 million dollars a year I think it's more important for the player they increase how much salary how much the salary signing bonus is guaranteed all right because at the end of the day in the year the end of the year end of the deal if you don't have future guaranteed if you don't have that salary guaranteed you're easily cut well, it, we're going to run down the whole list of free agents. Okay. Know, I'm going to have you go. Who's going to stay? Who's going to go here? But I, I want to get this specific to J.C. Jackson on the record here. Is he their number one financial priority going into this offseason? Yes. Easily for me. Easily for me. I, okay. I, I, for me, for some the other people think it's a, 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 the shiny white wide receiver number one. For me, it's, it's J.C. Jackson. And the, one, and the reason I'll say this is because, A, the lack of, I would say, the lack of cornerback depth on the team, all right? As, uh, and, la- like, he, the, on the 2023 roster, not the 2022 roster, right, the only cornerbacks that are assigned from, from so 2023 are Jalen Mills and Sean Wade, okay? They got two cornerbacks signed for next year, okay? The wide receivers, you you got – you got Kendrick Bourne, you got Malcolm, you know, those are easier to get in free agency, wide receivers and corner, than elite wide cornerbacks. All right. Cause they're mm-hmm. always wide receiver, much more cornerbacks available in free agency. And then then wide receivers. All right. Um, f- for me, it is definitely, definitely JC Jackson's number one. I, I had I got to be honest with you. I'm going to switch gears here. I, okay, I want to stay ahead. on the defensive side of the ball, but I want to address a couple other guys here before okay, we go. Let's go. You know, down the list of going. You know, staying oh, going. Oh, that's going to be a fun list. <laughs> I had a night. Yeah, I had a nightmare the other night, 
And let me let me tell you, let me let me walk you through it here and tell me if this is a feasible scenario playing out. Brian Flores becomes the head coach of the New York Giants. God bless him. Walks to the podium. God, God bless. Great. I, I'm rooting for Flo. I think he's a great head coach. I think he would be a great fit with the Giants. Guy grew up in Brooklyn. Just I, I think it'd be perfect. But you know, okay. that being said, he walks to the podium, start a free agency. Pulls out a jersey. I'd like to. I'd like to introduce our first signing. My first signing as head coach of the New York Giants, Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty, okay. a Jersey guy, going home, playing in front of you know his home state. He's a free agent here. He's had a great run. He loves Brian Flores. He respects Brian Flores. Tell me if that is a feasible nightmare scenario for me or not. It, it's feasible and it's definitely a nightmare. My wife and I will be upset. My wife loves Devin McCourty's kids. Oh my gosh. I'm not, I'm not even, Chris, I'm not even telling her this part. I'm not even telling it. I, I hopefully, if you get this right, I'll, I'll, I'll retweet it on Twitter, but I am not telling her tonight that you said this because that was just going to hurt. It's a possibility well, and it's freaking well, me out. Yeah, yeah, but look, I don't Flores think is, Flores Flores is, a, is, a, is a you know he he <sighs> has all the respect in the world. Yeah, yeah. From guys like you know not just not just McCourty but Hightower, everyone who's come through here on the defensive side of the ball last couple of years. McCourty is a Jersey guy. He loves Brian Flores. I help me understand here. Is this absolute insanity or is there something to that? He would Devin McCourty would have to say that would say I because his deal voids. Oh my gosh, we're pulling up Tom another Tom Brady. Chris, I'm gonna get sick. Okay. <laughs> this would be like Tom Brady, like the, the sequel. Okay. Um, because he's his deal with Void, just the way Tom Brady deals with Void. You would then have the left the leftover dead money. A oh, it's a, just a repeat of Tom Brady. Oh my gosh. That's a nightmare. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, but, the, but the Giants cap situation right now is not great, is it? Oh, no, they're, 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 that's they're the thing. okay. That's the thing. I mean, the Patriots were, were second from last in rolling over cap space. The Jets were, were the Giants, excuse me, were last. The Giants were thir- last. Okay. $13,000. 13, so it would 000. take an absolute miracle for them it, to, it, be able it, to, it, to it would, create a situation I, where they would be able to sign someone like them. I see. I don't know. I don't follow their cap, but they, I guess, but. I remember the signings. They get some ways to create cap space. I just, I thought it was remarkably funny that they carried it just a little because they had such a bad team. Okay. Um, not that, it, you know, but no, it's a nightmare scenario. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my so let, wife okay, is so not. Let's move on. Let's move on, yeah, let's move on before let's, I get my wife gets upset. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Let's, let's, let's move on to a couple other of my favorites here. Guys who, along with McCordy, absolute franchise foundational elements guys who are champions guys who made this franchise what it is over the last you know almost 10 years or so yeah um, matthew slater and dante hightower tell me about their situations what things look like for them moving forward and whether or not there is a realistic possibility that they will return in 2022 see i get the vibe from watching him and from not from what when he speaks that he, Matthew, and I said, watching him, I should actually say, watching Matthew Slater, that he's retiring. His, he's, his, he's a free, he's going to be a free agent. So right now he's not on the, the 22 roster. 
I think he retires. All right. Hightower. Oh, man. I, I also think I lean towards him retiring, but I could see him coming back. Him and the he and the Patriots doing this. We'll just play one year at a time thing. I personally like now you the problem with your nightmare scenario. It makes it worse. What I was I'm now had the because I had said like his I had thought that his market tied to Hightower's market. Once all these Patriots head former head Patriots head coaches got fired. Okay, there goes the there goes Hightower's market. Who's also going to sign him because he's on the slow end of a linebacker. The league is wants to go speed at the linebacker position. So it's like, okay, he's not going to get who else is going to want him. All right. Because all his Flores is gone and other people are gone. I'm like, so his, where's his market? But your night, Samara, it's nice to hear for, for McCourty makes it say, hey, geez, Hightower could join them too. All right. And now I'm going to get to wherever him. Flores ends up going. I, yeah. I'm, and I'm not just limiting, obviously, yeah. McCourty to Jersey and yeah. Flores. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that kind of, you can kind of, you know, you know, kind of, kind of figure out the situation, put the puzzle pieces together here. But look, if let's say Flores ends up in Chicago, if I'm the Bears and I'm, and, and, and you know, one of the first signings, I would love to have a guy like Dante Hightower. And look, Hightower is not what he used to be. I completely right. understand that. But both Hightower and McCordy are such great locker room guys, such high character guys. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Flores decides to at least kick the tires on the two of them if they yeah. become available. Yeah, so but so like Hightower, I think is more likely to come back to the Patriots, and I mm. would speak okay. And he got about nine million dollars in cash last year. He could have earned could have earned ten if he had incentives, right? So you let's say you give him seven and a half in a, over a two year deal, right? And you'll be willing to eat some money, dead money on the on two thousand twenty three, right? So you could have him Hightower back on a, on somewhere. To three to four million dollars on the cap hit, depending on how much money you're willing to eat in 2023. All right. I because his salary, he has a minimum salary of 1.2 million dollars. He's definitely going to have back the active roster bonuses. All right. And they usually have a million dollars. All right. And then you got to give him a, a signing bonus. So let's give him a five, let's give him five million dollar signing bonus. You prorate that two, two and a half over the, each year, and that's that gets you a cap number around four and a half million dollars this year, and then you eat two and a half next year. That's doable. I mean, that's that's how much they they the Patriots ate. Oh, I gotta do this off the top. Of my I was gonna do it off the top of my head because I think about Belt Bo Allen. Hold on a minute. They ate two point three million dollars in dead money for last for Bo Allen last year. All right, so so I'm saying like so you ate two point one million dollars for Bo Allen, who never played a snap for you. All right. I, I you should be willing to eat two point five in 2023 for Mr. February. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. I like that nickname. I've never heard that before. I like that. Okay. Well, somebody else said that on Twitter. I'm not who I, I, it, works. I, I it works. Okay, it, it works. works. And if you were on Twitter and you follow me and you said Mr. February first, let me tweet at me that tweet and I'll retweet it because I'm not taking credit for it. They okay. have 14 guys who are set to hit unrestricted free agency. Mm-hmm. They have three restricted free agents. Yep. Let's just run them down. You can give me a stay or go. We've addressed some okay. of these guys, but for the purposes of this exercise, just tell me what you think. Let's start okay. with Dante Hightower. Stays. Four and a half. I'll say, I'm going to say four and a half men cap hit. Juwan Bentley. Gone. I think he's, to me, he screams, Chris. A player whose value to because he was on the Patriots, he's going to get an offer from another team that the Patriots will not match. 
Jamie Collins. Stays on a team-friendly deal. Harvey Longy. Ditto. Devin McCourty. He's staying, Chris, and I, and I and I could and I could create a scenario where he I can keep him on right now. If he voices deal is six, we have a dead money hit of six point four five million dollars. I can create a a, a restructure his deal and keep him for that kind of money. So for me, is he worth the six point four million on or off? I vote he's on. I'm just googling the New York Giants roster to see if the number thirty-two oh, is taken. <laughs> Casey Jackson tagged and hopefully extended before the start of the new year. Matthew Slater retires. Brandon King. Hold on a minute. How about this? You can only keep one Brandon on special teams. Is it Brandon King or Brandon Bolden? It's Brandon King for me because Bolden's not running back. And I think because we got the other guy, James White, I think he's coming back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. uh, Murph, uh, Murph, Nick, Murph, you got still have to love me. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Folk stays. Gunnar Olszewski. He's a restricted free agent. I, yeah, he should, I don't think he gets. I used to think, Chris, I used to think he was going to get tended. I don't think he's going to get tended anymore. All right. I, I, I changed my mind. So, by the way, <laughs> by the way, for, for what it's worth, number 32 on the Giants is open. I'm, I'm literally okay. So, right now, Chris, so. you're killing me. You're killing me, Chris. I know. I know. I'm you're totally killing me. Done. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> you're let's, let's go back me. to the rundown here. Let's go back to the rundown. <laughs> Brian Hoyer stays or goes. I could see either way, Chris, because I'm going to say stays because he's going to sign a deal that's going to have very little impact on the cap. Because he's he going to sign. If he stays, does Jared Stidham stay? That's the thing. That's the thing because I don't think you can keep them both. I don't. Think I don't think you can keep them both. I don't think well, you're going to carry three quarterbacks next year. I don't, okay, so then I would trade Stidham and sign. Okay, good point. Then I would re-sign Hoyer and trade Stidham for anything, anything, just for the roster for you to, for the roster spot is worth it. Trent Brown. Okay, he keeps on saying he likes it here. Actions speak louder than words. If he signs, he's agreed amenable to sign the same deal he signed in 2021. He stays. Ted Garris. Gone. I just, I don't see how the Patriots can fit him and a winner, David right? Andrews and Michael Luano and a Shaq Mason in the interior and the interior. Mm-hmm. James okay. White. I think he comes back. He's because the, there's a new CBA rule in 2020, his cap hit is ridiculously small. It was ridiculously small last year. It's going to be ridiculously small next year. He stays. Brandon Bolden. I think he's gone because I think they got to keep the out of the two Brandons. I got to think they got to keep King. Okay. And so, okay. I'm sorry for Murph, the guys who don't know, people don't know Murph is a big Brandon, Brandon Bolden fan. So Jacoby Myers, restricted free agent. Oh, he, he's getting, he's getting tended to second tender at the second round level. All right. Um, there's, uh, there is different levels. All right. There's original round, right over first refusal, second round and first round. All right. If you were to tender him at the original round because he was undrafted, if another team goes after him and makes him an offer and you decide not to match, you don't get any compensation. If another team makes an offer and you give him a second round level, all right, another team goes after him and you decide not to match, you get the second round pick, all right? No person, no player who's received a second round tender in recent years has received an offer sheet. 
right? So I think he's going to get the second round, and he's going to be on it. And then maybe the pay, the gives him time all throughout the entire 2022 league year to extend him or reach a deal with him. Last name here on the free agent list, Jakob Johnson. Oh, my God. You got to save it for my German friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I still – man, I thought he was going to get tended. I thought he was going to get extended. Mm-hmm. I, I still – I think still, I still think he gets tended. I'm just a lot. Okay. I'm I'm not as confident as I used to be. Last financial question for you. And okay. we've seen this team. We, we've seen a lot of teams, really successful teams, over the last dozen or so years. Obviously, the Patriots are probably the exception to the rule with Tom Brady. But yeah. from a team building perspective, what they ended up doing was finding their quarterback, and then in that small window where the quarterback is on his rookie deal, they try and surround him with offensive difference makers to try to you know, get to the next level. Yeah. We saw that in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. We saw that in Seattle with Russell Wilson. Will the Patriots try and do that with Mac Jones? And what's the financial you know, future for a guy like Mac? I know it's very difficult to read after just one year in the league, okay. but – the smart play would seem to be the Patriots try and maximize their opportunities while Mac is on that rookie deal. Yes. So he's got three more years left on his rookie deal. And then he's got the fifth year option. Right. If you, if you believe in the shiny wide receiver, number one target, this is probably going to be the best year to do it. Right. In terms of maybe next year would be better because they have so much more cap space. Um, but if they do, tr- let's say the Patriots decide to say they need to get a number one, then some of the things they did last year, I think are gonna, they're not going to do for him. For last year, they signed guys to f- at maximum four-year deal. Mm-hmm. I think they want to try, if they were to get pick whatever player you want, I think if they get a number one wide receiver, because the number one wide receiver, good elite ones are getting paid 20 million plus. So I think if they, if they go after them, they're going to have to change what they've done. They, they did go make a change for him and not do what they did in 2021. So they signed up. I think they would have to sign the player to a five-year deal. They, they would have to sign that player to way back in the day when I first started doing, started covering the salary cap, have an option bonus where you get paid the guy a signing bonus in 2022 and then an option bonus for 2023. And that option bonus mm-hmm. would be prorated over the four years. All right. But it's guaranteed. So he knows he's getting that money. It'd be something like that. I don't know if they're going to, they could pull, I don't know if they keep some of the plays I we've done. I don't know if they have, and they, and JC Jackson is on March 16th tagged on the tag. I, I'm I, they're making it a choice. I, I mean, they're keeping JC Jackson or having a going after number one because he, if JC Jackson's tagged play on my six on four one, my 16th, I don't see how they get a, a, a shiny a guy who's going to cost $20 million, a wide $20 million wide receiver. I just don't see it happening. So, and then big picture wise, rookie, rookie deal. It's, the Patriots going to have an advantage because he, Mac Jones is such a, he's going to be one of the, he's already, I consider him in the top half, you know, like let's say 14 to 20. All right. In, in the, out of cornerbacks. All right. But he's going to be in the bottom half in terms of cap it. And, 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 and right. the difference, yeah. 
is it just between his cap hit and like say Josh Allen or Patrick Holmes is twenty to thirty million dollars? That's yeah, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, hey, let let me let's wrap up here. I want to ask you three questions about yes. the team, the twenty twenty one team. Give me your team MVP, Mac Jones. Okay. Before during during even though he's a rookie, because before during the season it was it was it was going to be Matt Judon, right? But at the last several games, he's I think he's got affected by COVID or some unknown injury, okay, <laughs> that has affected his play. Your rookie of the year, um, non-Mac Jones division. Bamble. And I, I know some people might say Stevenson, but I'm a cap guy. I think a, a defensive tackle who can push the pocket is worth more to me than a running back. And your rookie of the year, Mac Jones division, is obviously number 10, <laughs> the quarterback. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's yes. going to be fascinating to see the way this offseason plays out. It, it really it's, is because there are a lot of questions that need to be addressed. You know, they have to make some really hard decisions. As we mentioned, some guys like McCourty, Slater, Hightower. What are you going to do with them? What are you going to do with J.C. Jackson? Can you afford to add a number one wide receiver? There's all sorts of great questions here. It's nonstop for the Patriots. It is. They have been an interesting team to cover. In terms of the, every year they do something I don't expect, so they, it could be that number one wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? It's and I'm 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 comfortable making predictions because I don't care if I'm, I let, I hate being wrong, but I I rather I rather make a prediction and then rather say they could or may. you like th- that, that. Don't be wishy washy. You have a, I have mm-hmm. an opinion. I'm also st- I'm gonna go buy it. Stick with it. I love it. <laughs> Crawl right out there on that branch, man. Exactly. Dion branch. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Miguel, tell people you obviously, like I said, you're a great follow on Twitter. You're also really connected with a very specific charity that, that means a lot to you. Tell people yes. a little bit about your connection to them and how people can help you. All right. So I'm, I'm working with the North central Connecticut Habitat Humanity. They recently changed the name. It just used to be Hartford, Hartford Habitat Humanity. I'm an, I'm, an, I'm an ambassador. I just became an ambassador this year. Um, so if you could, if can you afford to do so, all right, just go to my pinned tweet and find a link to donate to the Hartford Habitat. My goal is to raise enough money to help someone purchase a house. And that amount is about $120,000. I'm about $41,000 there, all right? Um, but also that's one way you can help out. Another way you can help out. If you use amazon.com to purchase anything, just go to amazon.com and then go to, instead of going www.amazon.com, go to smile.amazon.com. Pick the, pick the half a habit out of your mini as a chosen charity. And some of your purchases will go to some of that will go to them. All right. So Jeff Bezos, who's a multi-billionaire, doesn't need the money. Half it habitat for you, man, and use the money. It doesn't. It doesn't change how much you're paying. All right. It just. It doesn't go to. Instead of going to Amazon, it goes to a charity. <laughs> Miguel, you're one of the best, man. Thank you so much for your time. And we have to hook this up again. Let's let's make a date to connect. You sometime you just, between now and the start of free agency. You tell me when, and I'll be there. He's uh, folks. I got. I I can't say this again. Like this, I got so much respect for Chris. He's been. 
there have been several, I'll say this, there been several guys, several beat writers who've been incredibly nice to me through my career, and Chris has been definitely one of them. There's no one been, there's like I'll follow in Bill Belichick's shoes. There's no one been, not been nicer to me than Chris. <laughs> I appreciate that. I can say that for I a couple other guys. That. I can be, say that for other couple of guys, but no one's been nicer to me than Chris. <laughs> that means a lot, Miguel. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you taking the time to do this today, man. I look forward to talking to you again sooner rather than later. Anytime, Chris, anytime. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.